When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted. And the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade off or sacrifice. And that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town guards. They have more than a hundred televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for. And they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it. And I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram. No Maxine today, but with you per usual, my boy and producer, Marcus. What's up, that Mason? And rejoining us, I am so fired up to announce Yahoo Sports College, an NBA guru, an insider who personally knows and has watched the Warriors' young core since their start, my favorite guest on this show, and a soothsayer who somehow called the Furman upset over Virginia, Miss Kristen Peake. What's going on, KP? I mean, it's the greatest time of the year. The tournament's here. I have been so happy all day, today, tomorrow, through the weekend. I, I love this time of year. Gary, really my puppy. I, I did call Furman. I did. And, and and it's in it's on video. It's it's on the record. So it's in an article. You, it's in an did article. Did you call Princeton though? Did you call Princeton? I did not, but the Pac-12 is trash, so I should have called it. Also, take KB, me, another me. acceptable answer would have been Marcus, you can fuck yourself. Don't you worry about the ones I did call. Um, and I'll give you guys a a, a couple of admissions. Admission number one, here's how far I have my head up my ass. MT, I asked Kristen to join us today, not realizing today is basically Christmas morning for her. You know, I mean, this is the fucking she covers March Madness. Today's the first day so i'm an asshole number two i watched the end of that Furman game and it, you know it's befitting of march madness it was a turnover at the last second that led to a three and for the first time in my life and i i'm, I'm glad it's only us three i don't want to admit this to anybody else i felt bad for the favorite 
You know, normally it's the Cinderella and you're so happy they're moving on and off it goes. And for the first time, again, it was weird. I I felt bad for Virginia, which leads to this for you guys. Uh, KP, when you watch that, do you are you rooting for somebody? Are you happy for the upset? Do you feel bad for the guys who should have gone farther? Because I know you've covered all of them. Like, How do you experience it? I love. Well, okay. I take it from uh, that that particular game. Thrilled for the upset. The Princeton game, thrilled for the upset. There are particular matchups that I want to see. Like Arkansas won. Thank God they beat Illinois. I cannot wait for that Kansas matchup because I selfishly want to see the guard matchup between Nick Smith Jr., Anthony Black, and Grady Dick, and Jalen Wilson, right? I also need Duke is winning. They're they're beating Oral Roberts by, I think, like, I think 20 right now. Um, I need Duke to play Purdue so I can see seven foot four Zach Eady go up against seven foot Kyle Filipowski and seven foot two Derek Lively the third. So I I selfishly have these like matchups in my head and I want to see them just for my own basketball reasons. I don't There's know. Admission number three. I was going to try to write those names down super fast and then bring them back up to you to make it seem like I knew you know <laughs> anything about it. I think you may have made up most of those names. I know nothing. <laughs> MT, are you up to speed? You've been watching college hoops this year? Not, not a ton. Um, but enough to know some of those people KP called out, not all of them, but um, Edie for sure. Oh, shoot. Um, and and um, yeah, I, you know, all the controversy surrounding Brandon Miller is another one, and he got held scoreless, you know, even though they're the one seed. So, um, anytime you're getting escorted into a game by armed security, it's probably going to throw you off your game a little bit. You know, the only thing I know is about Brandon Miller, how he got escorted into that game and had zero points. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up earlier. I was going to say that for sure. Right now, uh, quick hitters, Christian, so that the next time I have this conversation, I can come off as being knowledgeable. Uh, in your mind, favorite to win it all? Alabama. And best player in the tournament? Brandon Miller. Cinderella team to look out for? I don't know if there is Cinderella, but UConn can win it all. And if you had to bet on someone to win it, who would it be? Alabama? I would bet UConn because that you'd make more money betting UConn. You may have already given us this answer. I'm going to flip it a little bit. Who I've heard Brandon Miller, best player, who has the brightest future in the NBA? Because sometimes those things don't always translate the same way. Brandon Miller. He is, he's the best player in college basketball. He's the best prospect. I even like, he could be the second pick in this draft over Scoot Henderson. Shit. Who is thought to be a lock. Uh, and has thought to be a lock for a long time. Yes. Um, I, I'm always looking for an excuse to have you on. So say nothing further because I want the excuse <laughs> to have you on for the draft. And in fact, dude, I'll, I'll admit to you, I'm being selfish. All right. So the Warriors are coming off what I will call the 2023 two-step. They had a very encouraging win at home and then got shit on in a very frustrating loss on the road. So today I'm taking a mental health day. We are not going to go back through the usual questions that we've been doing every single fucking time. We will pick this back up very soon, but today I needed to take a step back and I needed to have some fun within the podcast and so you have been hand selected. There's a reason I'm ripping you from Christmas morning, you know, and, and I meant what I said, you're my favorite guest. We have the most fun with you. So I've pulled out some golden questions that are a little bit less serious, a little bit, uh, 
easier to to joke around with. Um, but before we get there, let's at least get the work off our plate. Glass half full. All right. So we're looking back at recent Warriors hoop. You can give me something you like or more likely something you don't. I'll go first. You know what I don't like? Wasted Steph Curry fucking gems. That Steph Curry can put up a 50 spot and they lose is like being on vacation and getting sick. You know, like you're in the middle of this thing that's super awesome and you can't enjoy it in any way. Uh, and my experience on it, I've been watching games on tape delay. Uh, more than anything, it lets me fast forward through the really frustrating <laughs> portions. And last night, I'm I'm getting ready to start it and made the mistake of hopping up on Twitter and saw a tweet from friend of the podcast, Tim Roy, saying that Steph had a 21 point uh, third quarter. And so I spent the whole time being like, oh, they won. You know, for sure. I can't. And then so watching what I thought I knew the ending to be and watching them lose, another thing I didn't like, dude. It drove me fucking crazy. Um, what do you guys got? Something you like or don't? And for you, KP, you, you know, don't limit yourself to Phoenix. If anything else has stuck out to you, feel free. Uh, glass half full, glass, I mean, glass half empty. Both are the same. I am here for <laughs> the Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, Oh. back and forth i am here for it i love the pettiness i love it all i also love that um you know a video resurfaced where dylan brooks said when he was in he was that organ that he wanted to be the draymond green of of the team you know <laughs> like i i love all of it i am not a fan like you guys are um, you know, I don't get upset when uh, the game isn't on when I go to a friend's house and and overreact when they said that they were going to watch and they weren't a regular season game, Bram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Half glass full, half glass empty. I love it. I don't know what you mean by overreact. I think I reacted exactly the right way any sane person would react. And okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add, I'm going to give props to Dylan Brooks randomly as hell. The idea that he knew he was on camera. I mean, you know, he was part of the video. He knew the video was taken and literally said in college, look, this is who I want to be. This is the guy I'm modeling my game after. And then fast forward and was on camera again was like, you know who I don't like? Draymond Green. Fuck him. <laughs> like, the balls that that takes. I was like, no, dude, there's video footage of you respecting the man. So props to him for apparently completely forgetting his past. I yeah. love it. I wouldn't I wouldn't use balls as as the descriptor for what that means from coming from his side. He's also the dude who had the most egregious and outrageous flop in the history of basketball. But <laughs> I digress. Um I'm gonna go glass half full and shot glass half full. Shot glass half full is KP calling out Yukon. Um I agree with Jay Billis. I think um Duke Yukon could be a sleeper matchup for the finals of this NCAA tournament. Um, UConn's really good, and I think Duke may surprise some people. They're playing really well right now. Um, for the Warriors, glass half full. Um, we're in these games, and we normally don't play well um, against the Clippers, and, you know, Steph dropping 50 at Staples slash Crypto is just another thing. Um, but we, we're missing our two best defenders outside of Draymond Green, and we're still, you know, like – in the mix so um you know who knows what's going on with wiggins it's got to be serious and you know like sending well wishes to whatever's going on there in that situation but i i still am optimistic i think you know wiggins was a huge part of why we were successful in the postseason last year his defense in particular and same with gp too so not having those two guys 
playing and us still being able to compete. You know, you can't win giving up 130 plus points a night. But um, I think once, if and once they come back um, and they're healthy and they're, you know, helping out on the defensive end, I think we'll be all right. Something I don't like, Marcus immediately pulling up a Jay Billis article and pretending that he wasn't reading from it as speaking into this microphone. Um, yeah, the, the I'll give you a couple more optimistic things. My new relationship with Jermichael Green. So I've been kind of pissy at uh, Jermichael all year. He hasn't been playing well. And then Christian, you may not have seen it, but when they played Phoenix and it was a good game, Jermichael kind of stood up for Jordan Poole. We finally saw kind of the ugly streak and he almost got into a fight with their brother-in-law, uh, Damian Lee. And I like that. I we we need more of that in Golden State. And now when I'm watching, and we didn't he didn't do anything like that against the Clippers, but it's almost like I have a new chapter in my relationship with Jermichael Green. You know, like I've, I've kind of turned over a leaf. So um, enjoyed that. And then if there's a player who embodies this segment more than Jordan Poole, I don't know who it is. It, on like not even on a game by game, not even a quarter by quarter, on a play by play basis, I love his game and hate it. Which leads to this question. At Michigan, KP, did he fall down all the time? Like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen anybody fall down without reason more often than Jordan Poole. I don't remember him being like the the player that falls down a lot. He he hit a lot of big time shots at Michigan. He was small. I mean, I would say I, I'm comparing him to another player who, uh, oddly enough, plays for UConn, who is another Jordan, Jordan Hawkins, who shoots lights out. And he reminds me a lot of Jordan Poole when uh, when he was in college. With the exception of your opinion on how I take regular season games, because again, I mean, all of my emotion is always totally justified. Generally speaking, you know what the fuck you're talking about. We asked you about Wiseman. You were right about that. Also, thank you for not bringing it up. I mean, I really, I really appreciate that. And I've been asking I don't know. You, I, like, how many times can I say I told you so? I don't <laughs> apparently not enough. I thought we might be able to get through that segment without you saying it, but here we are. Um, but it leads to this question, and I'm I'm nervous. So outside looking in, you know, you, you don't have to suffer with this team every night, but you know these guys super fucking well, and I'm sure have been following along. What do you think? How do you view Golden State? I mean, title contender, outside chance. What what's your perception on this team this year? I think this is a off year. I don't know. I can't see them coming out of the West just with um, the way other teams are playing. And um, I know this is a Warriors centric podcast and you Warriors fans probably don't want to hear that. And I'm sorry, but um, it is what it is. I mean, there's just something it's, that like sometimes it's uh, especially in the West and with the talent that is churning you know, after the trade deadline and everything. Um, I don't know, but I will never put it past like experience and being, you know, going through the process outweighs a lot of different things. And the Warriors know how to win when it counts. So they're going to be a dangerous team in the postseason. But this is that I do not see them in the dominating fashion as they have in the past. You agree with that, Marcus? Um, <clears throat> I'm a little more bullish on them. Um, I think in a seven game series, I'm not scared of Denver for whatever reason. Maybe it's just me being naive about it, but, um, and I'm not too scared of Memphis. I'm scared of Phoenix. I think if we hit them too early, um, it could be an early exit for us. And just because the rotation shortens, it's a tough 
team with CP3 and D-Book, the way he's playing, and then you add KD to that. And, you know, our nemesis has always been a quality big man, and, you know, Aiton is option four or five on that team. So I think it's – if we play Phoenix, uh, you know, anywhere bef- before the Western Conference Finals, I think it's going to be tough for us. But um, assuming Wiggins comes back and assuming GP2 – is a dominant, you know, abdomen is fine and he he's coming back. I think um, we, we're in for another run. Starting to feel like the assumption on Wiggins um, isn't as safe as we liked it before, but the whole approach of this continues. Um, I'm, I'm not going to dig into it. Well, however much time he needs uh, here, here's all the phrase it. There's been some stuff here in the Bay area recently about whether or not he has an obligation to share his, uh, his private information. Fuck no. What a ridiculous question. The, the idea that he does his job publicly doesn't mean that he has to lose all of his privacy. Um, and so, you know, the, the huddle stands behind Wiggins and he can stay out for as long as he needs. All right. I need to pick me up, KP. I meant what I said before. Time for the mental vacation to begin. And I've got a number of golden questions that will hopefully do exactly that from us. Here's our first, and it's from Bob from Ohio. I normally don't include the name, but there's something about Bob from Ohio that I really enjoy. So there you go. Bob writes to say, quote, we haven't heard from KP for what feels like months. It's possible that she's put multiple men in the hospital with her hoop game or banned more than one tenant for using her shower. Bob. It was the 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 bathtub. The, ba- the, the bath. Yeah. Yes. I mean, come on. Oh, you should know so that Bob. specifically. Yeah. That's exactly right, Bob from Ohio. Get your shit together. Uh, it continues, but we don't know about it because you haven't been smart enough to include her on a weekly basis. I demand all capitals, by the way. I demand all this entire last thing, not just the word demand. I demand that you have Christian on immediately and get an update on her life. So good news, Bob. Here we are. We're going to get that update. And I'm going to jumpstart it because I'm looking at a uh, a direct message that you and I exchanged. Quote, this is from Christian. I don't know who to cheer for in this game, but I once dated a guy who was a huge Eagles fan and showed up to a game in full face paint. Like it clearly <laughs> took him hours to do so. So go Eagles. Christian, what do you mean, dude? What do you mean dated a guy in full face paint? What's, what's going on here? Okay. Okay. I have to, you, we have to go back one step with the face painter because it even is crazier the way me and him met other than him being a face painter. So I was, I was living in Australia. I lived there for two years. Um, I lived with, um, two guys. They were a couple and one of them, uh, Matt Mortimer, their dad, Steve Mortimer is like this rugby legend from way back in the day, played for the Cronulla Sharks. Like people know who Steve Mortimer is, right? So I'm living with Matt Mortimer and I moved back to LA. I'm out at a bar and this guy has an Australian accent who's sitting next to me. And I'm like, oh, well, I have to talk to this guy. So I'm talking to this guy and uh, and I was like, oh, I just moved from Sydney. I miss it so much. Where did you grow up? He's like, oh, Cronulla. And I'm like, oh, my flatmate, his dad played for the Cronulla Sharks. Matt Mortimer. And he goes, I grew up with Matt Mortimer. And then this is me and my thinking. I'm like, well, clearly I have to date this guy now. Clearly. Like he knows, he knows my flatmate, like, hello. So we start dating and he's a massive Eagles fan. And this is after um, the Eagles picked up uh, Michael Vick after the whole dog stuff. 
And he's like one of the first people I know that bought a Michael Vick jersey. And I'm like, all right, that's weird. Whatever. (laughs) We go to a San Diego Chargers game. This is when they were in San Diego. And like we go to this massive Eagles tailgate. He disappears for literally 45 minutes. And I'm like, where is he? I don't care. I'm on a tailgate. Great. And comes back full face paint. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's a face painter. Like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) And then from, from there, it just got even like weirder. Like he came to like a, like a happy hour with my, (laughs) with my coworkers and got mad because I decided to play like pop a shot with a coworker and wasn't paying attention to him. And so he left, he like Irish goodbye the entire, so needless to say, it did not work out. But yes, I dated a face painter. And you he could have face very, painted very... with me, but no. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to go ahead and push back. I mean, that Papa shot thing, not acceptable, but not stranger than him disappearing and coming back in full face paint. When he did come back to the tailgate, right? Do you say anything then? You like take yeah. him aside? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was like, I, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, it looks great. And he paid money for it. This wasn't just like he he went to the booth to pay money to have his entire face painted. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm dating. I'm dating Putty from Seinfeld. Holy <laughs> shit. You don't have footage of him standing in line with the other eight year olds that were probably waiting to get their face painted. Right. Like, they, that no, is but I, I do. I have a photo of me and him at the game. I should send it to you. <laughs> yes, you should, because I'd be sharing my screen right now <laughs> if we were able to do that. Uh, Marcus, can you see any scenario where you paint your face for something? I mean, just anything. Don't limit yourself to a sporting. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think it only happens in sporting events, but like outside of you being an extra in like a war movie, can you see yourself ever painting your face for any reason? Yeah, I did paint my face to watch Braveheart for the third time. Um, I couldn't come up with the fucking name Braveheart. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. I hate how easily you came up with that. <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior was my favorite wrestler. Um, you know, you're just showing off. Fuck yourself. Yeah, I think the only scenario I could see myself doing it is, and probably will, is when my daughter gets to that age where she's going to put a butterfly on her cheek or something, you know, we're at the carnival and then she's going to want me to get one too. And I'm going to have to do it. Like I tell her now. I was at the, uh, Santa Cruz Boardwalk recently when I may or may not have had face paint on. So <laughs> I can see that almost immediately. It uh, It is what it is. I actually also, when my friends refuse to put on regular season games, I go to the bathroom, paint up my face <laughs> and then come out and just let them know. You know I mean? You, you got to have, you got to have appropriate reactions. Um, did you ever like, so after the guy started acting more and more ridiculous, was there ever a broke up talk where you're like, look, I'm just going to tell you, I wanted to fucking break up with you when you came out in that tailgate and had face paint on. Like, was there ever a fuck you moment that that brought up the face paint? I I, I can't even remember how we broke up. I, I honestly like and the fact that my reasoning, this is just how the, this is. I was doomed from the start. My reasoning for dating this guy stemmed only on the fact that he said he knew my flatmate in Australia. I don't know if he really knew him. I don't know. But since he did, he said he did. That's the reason I dated him. Here's another random follow-up and I'll make it an embarrassing admission for me. So I I went to school in London for a quarter. Um, Loved it. Didn't like study at all. And then afterwards that summer, after I'd spent some time there, I remember meeting some people who were from Britain. 
And there was terms I had learned in London that, you know, that they use like uh, posh, like other stupid shit. And when I met those people, I went out of my way to use those terms to kind of show them like, oh, I know about London and like tried to try to make it seem like I had more experience in their home country. When you met that dude in the bar for the first time and you were from Australia or you had spent time in Australia and knew he was from there. Did you try to do the same thing? Did you give him a couple of like, oh, here's some Absolutely. places only I know. Absolutely. How you going, mate? Uh, you have a go. Yes. No, it had like every time I go back to Australia, I like slip back into this little Aussie twang. And I don't I don't even know. I don't even fight it anymore. I don't know where it comes from. But yeah, I still say like brekkie for breakfast, sunnies for sunglasses. I'm uh, fake. I'm fake Australian. Is I don't mind what telling I'm you that brekkie is kind of an annoying phrase. I also feel confident in saying that Bob from Ohio demands that you do our next podcast in an entire <laughs> Australian accent. Don't do it now. It'll be forced, but just come in and we won't bring it up. Um, do you know what? Like, like the Aussies, it's not even just the like, ah, how you going, mate? It's like <laughs> the way that they speak as they go up. So, and they say, so, so it's like this twain thing, right? So it's like, oh, oh, how you going, Bram? Bram? Are <laughs> oh, oh, you watching? Really good. You, you watching, you watching the game, Bram? <laughs> like it's, it's this weird cadence of talking anyway this is where i should do my london accent but i don't have one so i've got nothing back i will tell you though but this mental health holiday i'm already feeling kind of better like i'm not <laughs> even thinking about the wasted steph fucking game uh any other so that's the dating story i needed to ask you no about. no well we, we need to talk about the other one that i sent you <laughs> <laughs> I, so because I don't know how to phrase this one yes. and I don't no, want to no, get no. you in trouble, I'll let you tell it. Okay. Okay. All right. Marcus, listen to this. So I'm just like on my phone last week, as you do, you have uh, notifications for different people on Twitter for news. So uh, someone that we all follow tweets something and I'm like, oh, what is this? And I open the tweet and it says, you know, so-and-so uh, charges have been dropped in in this case where he was accused of bad things. That's all I'll say. And I look at the name and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> not only do I know this guy, we, I almost started dating this guy back in October. We went out <laughs> and I'm just like, this is very on par for for dating and so i so i dm i dm bram or i texted him i was like uh if you had this on the kp dating bingo card go ahead and cross it off because of course of course oh my gosh look at your background marcus you are so funny um like of course i would be almost dating a guy who then someone that we all know would tweet about not in a very positive light <laughs> and I think my response was, I had that as my center square. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, I so don't even think you we said fine. you're just like, you just replied center square. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Um, I, because I don't know how to follow that up. I'm not sure if I have any follow-up questions. I, what I can say is that I just genuinely enjoy your daily life, Christian. We, we, I, I know, I know. Well, it wasn't even like, and, and we talked about this before, before we got on air, but like when I went out with this guy, it's like we went to dinner and I was staying with my parents in Colorado and he got mad at me that I was staying at my parents' house. And it was this really odd reaction to the point where I'm like, bro, we're not even like dating, like chill, please chill out. And then 
I, I didn't hear from him ever again until I saw this tweet. And then I was like, oh, okay, oh. that. That, that's, that's why that's <laughs> it turns out you made the right call. You know, thank God for your parents like the, and for that entire living scenario that worked out perfectly. And uh, to acknowledge what Marcus has put up behind him, in case you're not watching the video, we have a picture of a guy uh, in full Eagles face paint. Christian, the person who you were dating more or less with the face paint from what we're seeing behind Marcus. Uh, d definitely more. That <laughs> looks very elementary compared to what his face looked like. Let the record reflect this is a full on face paint, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a single portion of his face that is not painted. I mean, like, no, but I'm saying like the intricacies like were a little more like he had like the eagle wings on his cheeks. Oh, wow. All right, well, it's it's a date then. All right, next time you're on, you do the entire thing in an Australian accent, and I'll do the entire thing in face paint, and we'll uh, we'll have a ridiculous contest and see see who ultimately wins. Um, one of the things I'm going to surprise you with today is we're going to decide the intern Hunger Games. We are announcing our winner, and I bring that up because both of our interns are currently in our waiting room, and it's making me hell of nervous. So although I could talk about the dating scene, I mean, really, dude, for yeah, we could do an entire podcast only on this, and I'd have the time of my I've life. I've had someone say to me, they're like, why don't you just have a podcast about your dating life? And I'm like, well, I kind of do. I go on this Warriors podcast. They're like, you don't even cover the Warriors. And I'm like, I know, but <laughs> now everybody, that, like, everyone is the person invested. you had that conversation with. That's who you told it to me. And I said, no. Everyone, everyone is so invested in my dating life. You should it's, let, you should our, let our listeners pick your next date. That should be easy. Yes. Can, can someone please just swipe for me? Exactly. Uh, well, maybe that'll be the intern's first <laughs> job assignment. We will see. But before we get there, here's one last question before we turn to them. Quote, Huddleheads. Let me pause. I like anytime there's a nickname for us. That one's not that great, but I like that they came up with one. Huddleheads, I'd love your opinion on this fake but fun scenario. Assume that the league has decided to reset entirely and it's going to have a massive redraft for all the players by all the teams. But before the draft, each team gets to pick three players to save. Who would the Warriors keep? So what I liked about this question, KP, is that you know you know the, the young guys and their upside as well as anybody out there could. And it's an interesting question. So if, if the Warriors could only tab three people to keep and the rest they had to be ready to give up, who would those three people be? So I'll take one off the table. I'm sure we're all going to say Steph. Right. Uh, the next two, I, I think, are are up for grabs. Um, I will say Kuminga, just because of his his youth and his upside, and he's already starting to develop. And then the third one, I do not know. Um, probably Wiggins, but not including Clay here, feels wrong and kind of hurts my soul. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge towards Wiggins with a opportunity to change it if you guys talk me out of it. So there's my three. Who would you guys pick? I would go Steph, Clay, and JK. Kaminga. Those would be my three. Yeah. 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 Um, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and not even a question. <laughs> really? And, and ages don't matter to you. If if we're talking about resetting the entire league going forward, somebody like Wiggins, for example, who's mid-20s is not is not interesting to either of you he's interesting but if i only get to pick three i feel like i can get a jk or somebody like him um 
once we start drafting, once it's our turn to draft. I, I don't think you can replace the heartbeat that Draymond is and the connectivity that he brings with Steph and Clay. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want to fight about this or not. I don't think <laughs> I do. Um, I, the the only reason I would push it, and then it becomes an entire podcast, is, you know, are we, are we looking to win multiple titles going forward or are we looking to have our best shot in the next year, right? I mean, like, if if it's the next year, then it's Draymond or Clay. If it's we're you know building for five years from now, it's probably Wiggins, right? I mean that that would be the only reason I would push back. What uh, Christian? Why'd you go Clay instead of Draymond? I don't. I'm. I don't love Draymond. I don't love his age. I don't love like yeah, great. He's a great defender. Awesome. What else does he bring to the table other than like always talking? And I mean, scoring six points here and there. I, I mean, thanks for that, Dylan Brooks. Once you settled out over there, I didn't know it was going to be <laughs> that nasty of a, of a shoot back. Um, why didn't you take clay Marcus? I mean, JK, um, because um, I think with Steph and clay, you don't need offense. I don't, I don't need Draymond to score. What I need him to do is play defense. And um Yes, he doesn't light it up on the on the offensive end, but I think the little stuff that he does do, the screens that he sets, the drop passes to Clay and Steph, and kind of being the quarterback of it, um, a lot of it doesn't fall, you know, like land in the box score, but um, is impactful. Makes sense. Uh, you already know I don't agree, and I'm pissy that I fucked up the JK thing, so I'm not gonna follow up anymore. <laughs> Let's turn to our intern Hunger Games. And I'll give us the question so that uh, we can use it as a transition. Quote, I'm loving the intern Hunger Games and can't wait for the outcome. Stop being coy. Who won? So, Kristen, uh, you and I talked about this a little bit off air. Let me explain it more now. We've been doing this intern Hunger Games. It's not an intern. We're bringing in somebody to help us. Uh, we had a lot of submissions, really talented people. We've narrowed it down to two. Dylan and Tiffany, I've got them both in the waiting room. I'm going to bring in Dylan because I want your take. You know, I, I, you know, I value your opinion before we add any team member, we need your opinion. So let's start with Dylan. Yes, sir. How are you doing? We are good, man. How are you doing? Great. Doing great. Just trying to hold on to everything while this Oklahoma wind blows over us. Uh, yeah, my bad on keeping you in the waiting room for as long as we have here, man. Um, hopefully we haven't taken down any of your enthusiasm you'll you'll be happy to hear we've gotten just fucking gold from kp hey do you, you don't happen to be wearing face paint right now dude nope we no. just got the yeah that's unfortunate that would have been one hell of a reveal <laughs> i, I should have if i'd have been thinking ahead that's that would have been the move right here i could have got a hold of thundor how's it doing kp hey how are you just uh watching auburn beat iowa right now here is a fun fact about Dylan for you, Tiffany. Dylan lives in a fucking Tiffany. haunted house. Where are Tiffany? Jesus. Tiffany is in the waiting room. My fault, KP. And to my defense, KP, Tiffany, they sound kind of similar. But Dylan lives in a haunted house. Literally, the house, or he lived in a haunted house. He bought a house where a murder had previously happened. So what? I mean, that's some dateline <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah, I need, I need, uh, Dylan, we need to talk more about this. I'm very interested in this. There's, uh, uh, there's actually a show on as we speak about it right now that my mom has been taking pictures of the uh, of the TV. So what? 
Yeah, Google Oklahoma horror story. There you go. This is amazing. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. It, it is the most random fact that I could uh, I could have possibly hoped for. But I tell you what, that's not the video that we want an opinion on. So Dylan did excellent work, submitted this video. This on our YouTube channel. For those of you who haven't seen it yet and you want to see the full thing, go up to the YouTube channel and you'll see his work. But I actually have some highlights of it right now. We'll see. My screen sharing capabilities are not amazing. So we'll see how this goes. But hopefully... In a second here, you guys will be staring at Dylan. And and who is your least favorite warrior player? Former or current. Former or current, absolutely. Westbrook. Yeah. Um, oh, we love Westbrook. I love Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. I know that, that that cupcake thing, I remember it to this day. Yeah. For me, it might fun. be Draymond Green. Yeah, okay. Why yeah. Draymond? Um... Just sometimes his attitude, I think. He's got a lot of that. He does. And, and a Very foot that emotional. sometimes swings yeah. where it's not yeah. supposed to. But he's a good to. player. He is wrecked. <laughs> Draymond is trash. <laughs> okay, now it's it's obviously there's been a lot that's happened between these two franchises. And if we were to have to play the old game of uh, Mary Fuck Kill, and you had to choose between Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who's getting what? Oh, man. Well, you know, Clay seems dependable. I enjoy him a little bit more than the rest. So I'll go ahead and marry him. All right, all right. Uh, I mean, you know, Steph's the pretty boy. Got to go ahead and bang him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then uh, Draymond just, <laughs> yeah, all get right. done. Get out of there. All right. That is a incredible video. One that is still playing behind me here. Let me go ahead and stop that. Um, and if, for those who aren't watching right now and, and are saving it, what we didn't see is the guy who did the F Mary kill was in full face paint, uh, or at least with a luchador mask and a body paint, kind of a larger gentleman before we get to you, Dylan Christian, was that the guy you dated? Is that the guy from the, uh, tailgate or no? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that's the face painter. <laughs> what Dylan did was literally go to an OKC game, set up shop in huddle gear and then ask hostile fans their opinion on various topics, including a guy named Thundor. Dylan, fun, intimidating dude. Like what, what's that experience like? Uh, a little bit of both for sure. Um, you know, it, it's been a few years. I think had I done it uh, right after uh, Katie had left, probably would have been a little bit scarier. Um, and, and to be fair, Oklahoma people are really, really nice for the most part. Uh, but when we saw Thundor come in, I had a whole list of questions and the, uh, the, uh, MFK was one I had in my back pocket for just that kind of fan. When I saw him, I was like, oh, I got to break this out. So in reality, like every fan everywhere, and probably you guys, before you kind of moved up into the world, this is what we dreamed of. Like every time we were watching like sports broadcasters or, uh, radio personalities, we dreamed of doing this. We all wanted to be Bill Simmons. And so this is the closest I've ever been. Do you notice him? KP, did you notice him pause right before he said fuck? You could tell he was like, I'm going to ask this guy this question. And it's a little awkward. <laughs> fucking I'm in. And then off he went and it went well. Um, but I didn't mean to step on your light. KP, so at the end of this, I'm asking if they have your blessing, right? So any questions you want to ask him? I mean, I'll, I'll shut up here for a second and give you some time. I have so many questions, but uh, it's more about the house you live in. And <laughs> we can talk offline about this. <laughs> <laughs> this murder house mm -hmm. like um what what was that? who who got murdered there like how long ago was this was this disclosed to you when you decided to live there i mean i have so many questions but we can that 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 can uh, be safe for another 
another podcast when you're in face pain and I'm doing an Australian accent the entire time. See, there you go. That's what's coming next. You couldn't hear the setup to all of this, Dylan, but that is, <laughs> that in fact is going to be our next podcast. Um, to help KP maker assessment, give us a glass half full, man. I'm sure you watched the Phoenix game, but just anything doesn't have to. Don't limit yourself to that. What do you think, dude? What, something you like or don't about recent Warriors hoop? Well, I mean, let, let's go with the Clippers game, right? From last night, we all watched it, and what I think has been different about this year is every once in a while, I feel like the Warriors really actually played well, and the other team just played better, and that hasn't happened since the rise, right? That hasn't happened since Mark Jackson was here, and you know, Steph was, that might've been his best game he's ever played as far as efficiency, dropping the 50 spot, working on defense. So as far as glass half full, what I would say is he, Steph is still him, right? The team is still there and uh, he's not dropping off at all. And as long as you have one of the top three players, if not the best player in the league on your team, you always have a shot. Now, if we wanted the glass half empty, it's, you know, we're three quarters of the way through the season and there has never been a game where I really felt they all put it together at the same time like they were doing in the playoffs last year. Yeah, unfortunately true. Let me get back to my mental health day because every time I would think about last night, I'd, I'd lose my mind a little bit. For the OKC thing, were you nervous mm-hmm. while talking to the other fans? What, let, me, let me change that question. Fan bases are different. You know, um, I had season tickets to the Raiders. I had season tickets to the Warriors. We're in the same area. The people who go to those games are entirely different, you know, and like the ability to go and ask those fans questions changes depending on what game you're at. So for OKC, what's my guess on OKC is they're pretty accommodating. Like no one really wants to fight you. Like you don't have to worry about some kind of like violent interaction. Am I off on that? Like what what was the vibe as you were asking those people questions? Well, I I think once again, everybody wants to see their face on TV, right? Like everybody thinks that their opinion just needs to be heard. So I knew that people would be eager to talk to us. And like, I was at the game after when Katie left and it was hostile. There were some things that I heard there that I was like, okay, um, let's just put it. I wore a green, uh, kiss me on my geologist shirt, uh, instead of warriors gear to that game because uh, of, of the situation. Where we are now, though, no, I, I wasn't necessarily afraid. Uh, if I if I was also my cameraman was close to 400 pounds, so uh, I, I, that kind of <laughs> gave me a little bit of extra confidence. But then, you know, side note, we talked about this before. I previously hosted like a worldwide competition called the Geosteering World Cup. Yeah. So as far as just going up and talking to people, um, I don't know. I mean, I grew up on a used car lot, bro. Like, <laughs> could you do that, Kristen? I see you not having a problem. I don't think you would be intimidated at all and and would just fire off whatever question. If you upset somebody, fine, they'll, they'll get over it. Nothing has prepared me more for a man on the street moment than uh, trying to get 14 and 15 year olds to talk to me when they have no media training and <laughs> do not want to talk to me at all and answer questions like, hey, you just got an offer from Ohio State. What do you like about them? And their responses, um, Mm-hmm. which is exactly what Scotty Barnes did the very first time I interviewed him. So. Is, is it weird when you started that sentence? I thought you were going to say nothing's prepared me like the dating scene in Utah. It's like, <laughs> if I could deal with those douches, I could get through anything in OKC. That too, that too. Yes. <laughs>
Well, Dylan, phenomenal job. Um, I mean, I, I, you've heard me say this off air. Let me say it in front of our audience. I was so impressed with that video. You were very industrious. And the fact that you went, man, was just ballsy. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm hoping we have a lot more of that in our life as we go forward. But you're not alone. We got to bring in Tiffany, too, who also had a video submission. I am here. Oh, ta-da! Hey, oh, sorry hey. to keep you waiting. Um, at the risk of telling too much of your personal business, you also had me nervous. We we've got a text message chain that was going on in the background. Tiffany, I've I've had them waiting for fucking twenty minutes, like much longer than I say to KP. And right before I brought her in here, she let us all know on the text chain she had to take a piss. So like I wasn't <laughs> sure if she's gonna be there. Like when I admitted her, I thought might we had like an empty screen, something like that. But no, the Tiffany, how'd the piss go? <laughs> It went really well. I mean, I feel like I could have gotten stronger, but um, I pulled it off in the end. This this is already going really fucking well. Nicely played. <laughs> um, I'll give you a fun fact, KP, about Tiffany. She has tattooed multiple faces. Uh, her life experience is very incredible. Uh, we have been exploring KP's dating life and all the regular uh, things that we do with her. And Tiffany, what we're treating today is, is a mental health day. I'm not taking that last loss very well. In fact, I can't even really discuss it. So we're doing more kind of lighthearted topics. Um, and your guys' video submissions is perfect before I play the family video because I loved it. How you been? We haven't heard from you for a while. Life's been crazy. Um, kids got a million things going on. I've got a million things going on, but it's kind of like how... I function. I need that chaos to keep me balanced. <laughs> Tiffany said when we asked her why we need to include her KP is that we have way too much emotion occasionally. Us, us as dudes fucking freak out all the time on this show and that we might need kind of a calm, you know, measured approach. I'm sure you don't agree, Christian, in any way, but as somebody who does occasionally deal with my emotion, any advice to Tiffany? If, if she ultimately moves on here and she does have to calm us down, any suggestions or what, what do you use when I go crazy? Uh, I would, I like, anytime... <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep like, I'm sorry. I keep going back to this, but like your overreaction to your friend when you got so mad that he didn't have a regular season game on when he said he would have it on. Okay. And then you look, and then you look to me like to, to kind of like back up your craziness. I'm just like, uh, you no. should have, you absolutely should have. Also, Dylan, don't think I don't see you drinking wine out of what looks to be a beaker. Like I don't that, that distracted <laughs> the fuck out of me. And I'm not, you know, we'll, we'll explore that in a second, but I first, let me defend myself. If somebody invites me for a specific thing, they invite me for dinner or to watch a movie or to watch a game. And then I can't do that specific thing. I'm going to freak out, dude, across the board. If I sat down for dinner, it's like, oh, it's not working. They can't get the movie to play. I'm not going to take it well. They couldn't play the game. They invited me to watch a game and I couldn't watch the fucking game. Bram, there's 82 games in a season. This okay, isn't Tiffany. like the championship. I'm yeah, sorry. They, every, all 82 matter. They all you are. don't know. I know. Who am I talking to here? Like, well, here so... <laughs> Where do you where do you side on this, Tiffany? You can see, you know, KP's taking a measured approach. How I'm sure you probably heard that pod, but at the on the off chance you didn't, went to a friend's house. They're supposedly taped the fucking game, try to play it. It doesn't play. I freak out. Justified in freaking out? Um. Okay. So you could freak out a little bit, but when I was listening to the pod, I thought you were going to start with like, so my friend invited me to his kids like 
baptism or something and they wouldn't put the game on they i mean i i didn't i didn't tell you guys that was actually at a baptism um that's <laughs> whatever they had a tv there i figured they could still fucking play it <laughs> do you have bones i took it hard and i stand by my uh my reaction Without any further ado, KP, here was Tiffany's video submission. I gave my family six names on the spot, and they had to tell me the first words that came to mind when they heard it. You could tell at the end that they prefer old school. Turned up. Oakland. Home. Coliseum. What'd you say, nephew? Cringe, Uncle Max. Cringe. <laughs> Boom. Really well done. Thank you for the family and uh, a glimpse into your life. Does your whole family hate Fitz? Or is it just like your your young cousin and uh, and you know everyone who thinks he's cringy or just him? Uh, all of them. So my brother uh, used to work in the broadcasting department for the Warriors. And so, like, Jim Barnett, um, R.C. was his boss. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, what we were all used to. And then it switched. And it's almost like, I think the way they feel about it, it's mostly, you know, just just give us the content that we need and deserve. As Dub fans, we don't need any of the extras or, like, the sugar coating or, you know, any. It, it's more of like a like a show, you know? Then, Absolutely. Um, I, yeah. I have an entire F fits podcast plan that I just haven't gotten to yet, but it will definitely happen. Here's the most important thing I can ask you, Tiffany, would you be able to date somebody who presented with full face paint or is that a deal breaker for you? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Cause I would, I would legit show up in full face paint. Um, if I had time, I usually don't have the time. But give me an extra like 15, 20 minutes and I'm on it. There's a surprise ending. Turns out you couldn't date KP. I'm not sure if you're interested <laughs> in that at all, but you just you just closed that door. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Uh, 
KP, instant impressions. Yeah, let's start with Dylan and the video. What do you think? Good vibes, bad vibes? I mean, he can take it. Don't worry. Love it. I love man on the street stuff. I love it. I think both videos and both of you guys would be a uh, step up in... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to be ridiculous. Can we settle down? I don't know if that's how it had to be framed. In, 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 this, in this podcast. <laughs> and you guys, it sounds like you are equally into the Warriors as much as Bram is, which is probably very key for to be a part of this podcast. I was so afraid how you were going to end that sentence. I had no idea what you said, <laughs> which is probably, I didn't, I didn't know which way it was going to go, but I'll take it. No, that is, that is a prerequisite to this podcast. Uh, Tiffany, we had Dylan give us a glass half full. What do you got? Glass half full, glass half empty, anything from recent Warriors. Who so my glass half full especially coming off of last night's game was, you know, the entire time you're watching this game, even though it was a horrible loss, the like just death coming back from his last injury, the shots he was making, like the whole time you're just in awe and stunned that he's able to finish these difficult shots. Like you see him like going sideways or, you know, getting fouled like three, four times till he got to the rim. But he finishes it and just his physique and his athleticism, you don't expect that from a player that's playing as long as he has um, and as old as he is. And it's, you know, it's like what everybody is saying now. They see him playing for so many more years, not just a few, but, and, and still playing at a high caliber level. So, you know, I, the one thing I yelled out to my husband who was in another, I usually watch by myself cause I'm way too loud and it's also midnight, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was like, babe, you gotta come here. We're about to witness history. <laughs> but that's how yep. it is when, and you know, we were at a hotel, I, my, my daughter plays travel volleyball. So we were at a hotel and I was watching with um, some other people in the lobby and, you know, they were like, well, why do you like the dubs? I get that asked a lot because I'm a girl. I think they, you know, like, oh, the jerseys are pretty. But, you know, the one thing I said is like, no, you know, any given night you could be witnessing history, not just from Steph, but like from Clay, um, you know, from Dre. And honestly, I feel like Looney's going to be up there, you know, soon. So that's really the best part about watching dubs. Working backwards. I first came or became a Warriors fan because I thought their jerseys were pretty. So don't you worry about that. Uh, the idea that Steph gets fouled and it doesn't get called. Told you, KB. I know you don't want to accept this, but there is absolutely no question that the whistle he gets is is just unacceptable. Um, this your weekly reminder. Enjoy it. We don't say it enough. Steph is going to be out of our lives at some point. Nobody like him is coming back in. So if you get an opportunity, soak in every second. And then finally, continuing a the theme here. Um, I didn't watch the last game alone, but I should have. 
we were at a group of friends um, and it's, it's primarily my wife's friends, but I've known them forever. We watch it. It was the, the Phoenix game that they ultimately pulled out, but it got a little tense in the end. So tense that after the game ended, they all suggested we never watch a game together because I made the hangout session super intense and nobody enjoyed it. And like, it was like, it was like a funeral for a while. And then like everyone didn't know how to interact like around me. So so maybe Christian, you might be right. I take this stuff a little bit hard, but I, you know, it is what it is. Um, you guys, so we we are. I'm going to announce the winner here in moments. Um, but before I do, I'm going to turn it to you, either of you, and and allow you to. I mean, if you have a question for us, anything, we don't always get to interact with KP. You have us both on screen. If there's any issue, anything you want to bring up, let us know. If not, I'll fire off the winner. Well. I would, I mean, if I can just go rogue, I have a question for KP. Shoot. Okay. And so, you know, I, I've heard you say that you don't necessarily really believe that Steph gets in and the Warriors get an unfair whistle. But I think we can, we can acknowledge that there's certain players who are really good at drawing whistles, right? Like Harden made a career out of it. Um, what would you say is the difference between, you know, what, what Steph and, and Clay do and what someone like Harden does or, or even Dame? that allow them to get, you know, like 20 free throws in a game. And I don't remember the last time Clay had six or seven or Steph was in double digits. What do you think? I would say, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's got, it's got to do something with, you know, that little move that Steph does and Clay does. And, and so does, like you said, James Harden has made a career out of it where you jump into the player where they're now not calling it. And they're not even allowing free throws. It's just the ball out of bounds. Um, that's just something like he's, they've changed the game. And I think with Steph and Clay, I mean, there is some of those, it, they, they have pause. I, I think they're not getting the call because it's like this weird reverse psychology, right? Like it's, it's, they, they have pause because they know that there's Steph and Clay and they know what great shooters they are. And and so maybe they're not as whistle happy or triggered as much than with Dame, with Donovan Mitchell, with James Harden. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. But um, we had yeah. Barnett on a while back, um, and I've been bitching about this for as long as I can remember. And when Barnett kind of said is what you just pointed out, KP, is that the ability to draw a foul is its own skill set. And one of the things he wanted Steph to do is start flopping, kind of draw, you know, make a bigger deal out of it, draw the call. And bringing it back to last night, a thing I didn't like, he was, he's, he's fighting. He fell down multiple times and they gave him no love. It, it's a, it's an ongoing scenario that makes no sense to me. Um, and to nobody's shock drives me completely crazy. Uh, okay. No further ado. Great question, by the way, Dylan. Uh, no further ado. The winner is both of you. We would be crazy not to keep both of you, dude. You guys are the phenomenal i love the attitude i love the go-getter i loved the skill set i loved all of it um and so welcome to the huddle we are lucky to have you i i cannot say that vociferously enough i even looked up that word just so i could use it right now um and here is your first assignment we have a brand new instagram account my assignment to both of you is give us content no <laughs> other direction you've already earned my trust if you have a video if you have something that you want to put up there put it up and for those who want to see their work 
as you already know, is over on uh, YouTube already. But now you can join the Instagram account. We are uh, Where's Huddle on there as well. And you can see their work immediately. Um, and I'll also, if you like, give you a, a secondary option. You can. We've been judging you. Judge us the next time we do a podcast. I'd like you both to listen, pull out the best take and the worst take and why and shoot a little video on that and then we'll play it. Um, and make sure I'm the best take, however you want to do that. But you know, this just that that's that's what we're hoping for. So you got to bring Wes Goldberg on if there's going to be a worst take because you know <laughs> he's going to have it. Boom, we'll call out Wes immediately. Uh, KP, thank you, thank you. I, I mean, I th- anytime you join us, we're lucky for you to join us on the first day of fucking March Madness. I know I've said it's crazy, I really appreciate it. And you've done the impossible, I feel better, you know, I'm, I'm ready to jump back into Warriors basketball. Uh, for people who are just like me and need way more Christian Peak in their life, where do they go? Uh, you can follow me on on Instagram and Twitter at Kristen Peak. You can read all my stuff on Yahoo Sports. I just um, wrote a story on this this player, Keontae Johnson, and it's literally the best story in basketball. He's the player that um, was at Florida who collapsed, um, and he's made a comeback. And so, you know, I was able to talk to him. I talked to Mike White, who was his coach at Florida, and also Jerome Tang. So um, that was a fun little story I got to write this week heading into March Madness. So Check out KP's work. If you like her here, you'll really like her on paper. Also, Tiffany and Dylan, you guys don't know this, but I really surprised uh, KP with my knowledge of UConn as a sleeper that they're probably going to win it. So I don't know if you guys want to put money on that or whatever, but I'm I'm really plugged in. Um, for you two, in addition to the huddle and various huddle-related places, anything you guys want to plug? Anywhere we can find you or uh, things related to you? Um, I'm on Twitter. Um uh, Neeners, N-I-N-R-Z-0-4. And uh, I'm Bear, sports guy on Twitter. Um, of course, LinkedIn, since I'm a geologist or whatever. And uh, KP as a gator, double gator, triple gator. Awesome. He's a, he was a great, great story. The best. The best. I could not be happier for him and his success. And he was the Big 12 Newcomer of the Year and also uh, nominated to the first team, all Big 12. So. I knew all that. I just want you guys to know that I definitely knew all that. Uh, the only thing I'm going to plug is our brand new website. We have a website now, warriorshuddle.com. Find the podcast, find the YouTube, and you'll also find words. We have three writers who are all phenomenal. We're going to introduce them to you. It's Tanner, Matt, and Gabe. Matt's got a brand new piece up there. We'll explore that down the line. Um, but with that in mind, go Warriors. And hopefully, see you next week. Good, good. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.